Welcome to another episode of the Ignited Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm Jessica, your host, and I invite you to join in and listen to a conversation with an amazing entrepreneur who has leaned into their passion and is igniting their life and the life of others. Welcome to another episode of Ignited Entrepreneurs. Today I have with me Jody Maley, the heart-centered entrepreneur. Jody, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jessica. I'm really looking forward to today's conversation. Yeah, me too. You know, it's great that I think we've known each other for not quite a year yet. Um, we belong to a community together and we meet every Thursday and it's just been so awesome getting to know you. So I was really excited when you said you wanted to come on the show because I really feel like this is going to be a, a lot of fun conversation. So Jody, can you please tell everybody who you are and what you do? So like you said, my name is Jody Maley. I live in a little town in the middle of BC, Canada. And I really help women identify um, their sales strategies and how to go from an authentic sales conversation into leadership roles within whether they're a solopreneur or they have a team or they're in a team. So that's basically what I do. I've been doing it for 25 years. That's hard to believe. But uh, I love every part of sales and sales conversations and leading teams. So that's what I do. Well, that makes one of us. <laughs> uh, we're going to get to that. <laughs> I know. I know. That's why I'm so happy that you're here because honestly, sales is just, it's not my favorite part. So, you know, it's great being able to talk to somebody like you that, you know, I already know just from the, the conversation that we've had leading up to this, that I can learn a lot from you and it's not going to feel so icky for me after today. So, yeah. Um, I'm curious though. So you say you've been doing this for 25 years. So what was that journey for you? Like where, um, how did you get to be here today? Well, so, you know, I'm all about stories because people can relate to you through your stories and through what you've gone through and different aspects of your life. I was actually raised by, um, by my father and my mother, <laughs> um, <laughs> But I was raised in a family where my dad was a teacher, but he always had a side gig on the side, like always. And he was actually one of the first people in Canada, I believe, back in the day to join a little company that we know as Amway. And so I was about eight or nine when my parents started, started with that company. And they, you know, I mean, people can say whatever they want about MLMs and other companies and this and that, but they were really the forefront, I believe, at that time of leadership development. So my parents dragged us all over the country when we were younger. And I remember I was about eight or nine years old. And I think we went to Jasper. And there was a speaker there by the name of Zig Ziglar. And I didn't know who he was. And we, we kind of tied up one of our last babysitters. And so we weren't allowed to have babysitters anymore. So my parents dragged us around to these conventions. So I remember playing with my Barbies under one of the chairs. And this Zig Ziglar dude said to me, oh, little girl, like, come over here. And so I sat on his lap and he gave me words of wisdom. And he just said, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of grownups here, hey? And I'm like, yep. And he said, you know, I just want to tell you that you can be and do whatever you want in your life when you grow up. 
And of course, now knowing that that was Zig Ziglar, I'm like, oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. But at the time, I was just a kid. And so I grew up actually doing the Amway circles to my Barbies. <laughs> so my parents would come in and, and say it's dinner time. And I was then about, you know, nine or 10 at the time. So I was a little bit older, but I would play with my Barbies. Other kids would play, you know, house and this and that. And I would play with my Barbie showing them the Amway circles and how to do sales. So I would say that I grew up in a culture where that was just really natural to me. And one of the first businesses that I got started in, um, I went to their convention and I think I was about 24, 25. And I had started in with a company that did direct sales and I was at their convention. And one of the speakers said, now who here when they were a child always dreamt of being an entrepreneur and this and that. And out of about 1200 women, I remember jumping up and going, me, I, like I was the only one, right? And that kind of made people, that kind of made people laugh and stuff. But I, I realized I was raised differently. Like I was raised in a culture of entrepreneurship and sales and leadership and leadership development that I don't think a lot of people had in their lives. So that's just my quick story of how I got to be here and really learning that training this to other women and having their eyes open that sales can be fun. And just a conversation with people is, is really the meat of, of what I love to do. And how amazing that you got personal advice from the man himself, Zig Ziglar. That is crazy. Yeah, exactly. I tell people that story and it's like, I mean, I was just a kid. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> so yeah, it was pretty uh, awesome. Amazing. You know, and it's, it's really awesome that you did get to have that experience as a child, you know, because I can say the, the opposite for me is my parents both had, you know, good jobs, solid, they, they did everything right, they bought a house, they saved, they've done really well, they're retired, my dad retired really young, you know, all of that really good grooming for go get a job and stay safe, right, and that's what I have to now undo right? Mm -hmm. Is, is that programming, whereas you got the opposite, you got the go for it, you know, little girl, you can have anything you want. And for me, I got the white picket fence, get married, have kids, stay safe, get a good job, retire, done. Yep. So and, and we're teaching it, that culture to our children too in school. You know, we have, we have six kids. Um, one passed away a few years ago. So the five that we have, and you know, like one, one followed his bliss. He wanted to be a wrestler. And um, was it you that was on one of our Thursday meetings talking about wrestling? No. Oh, maybe, or maybe it was uh, one of the other ladies, but anyways, and I was like, oh yeah, I have a wrestler. <laughs> so he's followed his bliss and he did years of wrestling and now he's a computer tech and gets paid good money doing that and stuff. But, um, and then I have another child who's a nurse. So she's followed her bliss into nursing and stuff. And I, we just really wanted to teach all of our children that, you know, be who you are first. And then the love of what you want to do will follow. That's amazing. I'm writing that down. Be who you are first. You yeah. know, and I think when we we follow that, it's going to naturally take us into what that bliss is for us. Whatever calling is going to actually make us um, happy and allow us to be who we truly are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it was one of our breakout Thursday breakout rooms too, that I was with uh, one of the gals 
And, uh, you know, I, I also work part time in a law office and I find that's drudgery. <laughs> I, I don't want to be there forever. And then there's this part of my business where I get to do leadership and training and sales conversations and the girl that I was in the room with was like, that's where you light up. And I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> so it is true. Like just even listen to your own conversations and you'll know that the thing that you can talk about the most is probably what you should be teaching others. Ooh, you know, and it's interesting. I've, I've had quite, well, quite a few people on the show now. And one of the things that I hear a lot is that sometimes other people are the ones that can recognize what you're really good at. Like I've had a lot of people say that the reason that they started their business is because of the type of questions that other people were asking them because they knew they were the right people to give the advice. Yeah. And I think there was one of, and you know what, even as us being coaches and business people too, it's always wise to have a business or personal coach or something like I'm always involved with other groups so I can get their feedback and responses. And it was in training. I think it was Harv T. Ecker that I took some training through there. And that was actually one of the things that they had us do was to go to a great friend or this or that and ask them what they think are three strongest skills were. And I always shied away from that. But when I asked my best friend, and of course, then I asked my dad, who's always been, you know, kind of the icon for me. And yeah, I was really surprised that their answers were, well, you're, you're a great salesperson. And that mm. always came back. And I never view myself as a great salesperson. By the way, I've won like a lot of national awards and things like that with the various companies I've been with. And I always say to people, I'm a horrible salesperson, but I'm a really good service person. And that's where the difference oh. lies. Ooh, I like that. See, just that shift alone makes me feel a lot better about the idea of sales. So, mm -hmm. okay. So let's, let's get into this then. Cause like I said, I know you're going to be able to teach me a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> so, okay. So then those four quadrants of business where you help people, not just sales, right? Um, well, I liked focusing on sales, but there are four quadrants that every business owner should be aware of something that will help make you money. Because here's the other thing too. There's a lot of people who you, and you've probably heard the expression, do you have a business or do you have a hobby? And I've had a lot of people in different different positions through various companies that I've been with who started. And I will tell you, somebody might start a business or an idea or something like that because of a passion for it, but they will continue in business because they're making money. I mean, there's no short other than that short answer. And so when people have a business, there are four areas that you definitely need to look at. And one of them is sales without sales, your business is down the tube. You can't, you can't sustain a business without actually bringing in some money. And for a lot of people, money seems to be a dirty word that they have to change their mindset around it. So sales is an important part of it. And that's what I love to do. But sales and marketing, so marketing is the second quadrant. Sales and marketing are two different things. And right now we're working in a group um, where I've hired a person to help me with the marketing aspect because I'm a salesperson. <laughs> I'm not a marketer. I'm not a writer. Um, so I hire out for people to help me with that second part. The third quadrant of a business is traffic. 
Because if you don't have people knowing who you are, and traffic can be all sorts of stuff. It can be whether you go to meetups or groups or you're on Facebook or other social media. There's all sorts of different ways to get eyeballs to you and your offer. Okay. So traffic isn't just, you know, placing an ad and expecting people to come. There's cultivating that traffic. And then number four quadrant of any business is behind the scenes and tech stuff. So if you are unsure of, you know, I believe every business in this day and age, you need a website and you need an email list. Like those are the two things that I highly recommend every business needs because you, that gets you the eyeballs. Yeah. It's funny. I don't know if you were in that meeting. So Jody and I belong to a community um, that one amazing woman has put together for us. In fact, she has been on the show, Georgie Lowe. You should go back and listen to her episode. Um, but we meet every Thursday and we get to have these amazing conversations. And so one of the ones that we had, and I can't remember if you were there or not, we were talking about how nobody in our group had actually ever gotten a client through our website. I get a lot of traffic, but I hadn't actually gotten a client. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, I got my first client through my website. <laughs> And you know what? And that's funny. And I think, I think I was on that one and I forgot to actually say or speak up. Like I have had clients come through my website. I've had clients come through an email and within like, so one email I sent out last year, actually, and within, I don't know, five minutes, I got a sale from it. And I actually thought it was one of my best friends. <laughs> so I, I, I emailed her or I texted her. I'm like, Oh, great. Was that sale? You, I just got a sale. But then she goes, no. I'm like, holy crap, this stuff works. So yeah, websites and email does work. I don't think people should rely on that 100% because that's part of the culture that we're part of too. You still need to have those conversations with people, get to know them, get to know what drives them, get to know what their business is, you know, or what your client wants. Like there's all these things and that, that comes into the marketing part. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Okay. And I agree. I, I think it's, those conversations. And I think that's the shift that needs to happen for, I know for myself and probably a lot of other people like me is that it's a sales conversation it's not a sales call or a sales, right. It's not a, who can I, who can I sell my stuff to? It's a conversation. It's what value can I bring for you? Right. And I think people and are, that are is, way past the part of being pitched to, and they are actually wanting people people to acknowledge them and their individuality. And sometimes in a sales pitch, you know, a pitch is really different than having a sales conversation for sure. Yeah. So this past week I had a birthday and so I've had a ton of people reaching out people. I've never even heard of them. They're, they're on my Facebook. I don't even know how they're on my Facebook, but I got like hundreds of messages from total strangers and it's like people use birthdays as an opportunity to sell you stuff. Yep. And you know what? And I had a birthday just, just wow. weeks before you and the exact same thing. People that I didn't even know. It's like, happy birthday. I'd like, to, I'd like you to test my product. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. That, that's uh, brassy. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's crazy. And that's the thing is like, I don't think a lot of times people realize that they're undermining themselves like that actually turns people off they think they're trying to initiate a conversation 
mm-hmm. but they're not they're not there it, it's we see through that now like you you can't do that to people it's you're just sitting waiting for the pitch okay what's next what's next right yeah exactly yeah okay so let's talk now about how to do it right <laughs> so from yeah. the sales expert herself so how do we do it right jody how do you do this right? Well, one of the first things that, and we'll talk about this a little bit too, is really knowing who you are first. Okay. So, and this is how I got into what we're going to be talking about with personality dimensions. About 18 years ago, when child number six was about to come along in my life, I was, I was a regional vice president within a company and um i had to be on bed rest but i had taken this training with personality dimensions already and i thought well if i have to be on bed rest and back then we did not have zoom meetings we didn't we didn't really do much on the computer we didn't have social media we didn't have all access to all this great stuff so basically i had a telephone and i had taken this training and i thought well if i have to be on bed rest before this baby comes I'm going to just do things a little bit differently. So what I did is I started talking to the leaders that were in my downline and I started talking to past hostesses and past customers and I kept my business going. I was was supposed to be on bed rest about 12 weeks before he was born. So that's almost three months. And then I had to be on bed rest another eight weeks after. So basically four or five months. And as a leader, I had to maintain certain stuff. And so when I had taken this course, I really developed who I was, because like I said, I was raised in a culture of sales and leadership, but I didn't quite know how to get others their aha moment. So because I was raised in that, I just, I, well, I didn't assume that everybody knew about sales, but I assumed that they knew a little bit more than, than what they did. And honest to goodness, most people don't know anything about having an authentic sales conversation or what to do when they're, you know, sort of giving their pitch. And so with the personality dimensions, I actually had all my leaders take the quiz so that they would know what type of personality they were. And that really, really helps establish if you know your personality style, then you're approaching it from what's authentic to you. And then that's what draws people to you. So that's the first step of anything that I believe is really getting a deeper understanding of what your sales style is. And then using that so that you're authentic to people because there's so many coaches there's so many leaders there's so many like let's say you join a company like I was in a candle company and in the candle company I was with their coaches and their trainers are really good at telling you about the product it's product driven okay but they weren't really great at helping their leaders teach sales training to the market so these people when you you know what they call the elevator pitch you you're stuck in an elevator with somebody and you have 15 seconds what are you going to tell them and it comes across so inauthentic because they're not speaking in their true voice does that make sense that makes so much sense yeah and i think people 
they can feel that because when it, when you're saying it, it doesn't feel comfortable and you, the other person's picking up that you're not even comfortable saying what's coming out of your mouth, right? Absolutely. And so that was the training that I did with a lot of new consultants is um, I would probably spend about three to four hours with them initially really getting deep into who they were and then how to take that to serve other people because of course what drew you into a company or a business or into your own company or your own business um, and then you think everyone else needs that product when really not everybody needs it <laughs> and being okay with people saying no and I'd always say, is that a no for now or a no forever? Because sometimes it just wasn't a great time for people, but maybe down the road, they might be interested in learning about my product or my service. Yeah. And you use the word need. And that's one of the things that I've learned is people don't often buy what they need. They just buy what they want. Mm -hmm. That's so. right. And, and, and if their need is, their need is immediate. And we talk about this a lot in our Thursday groups too, with the lady who's put that together, Georgie, where a lot of people will be like, I just have a headache. <laughs> so they go on the internet and they just look up how to fix a headache fast because that's the need. And so a lot of people think that everybody has headaches when that's not true. Good analogy. Right, exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay, so now talk to me, tell me more then about how people understand their their personal style or personality and their their sales style so we have a fun quiz that I've spent a couple months doing um, I've I've done the personality dimensions coaching and training for years 17 years now I've been doing it um, I actually decided to go out of the company that I was with after my son was born um, I won a national award actually. And while I was receiving the national award, I didn't feel that I deserved it. And so what happened out of that is I was sitting there going, I don't even know why I'm here, blah, 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 blah. It's actually in the personality quiz that you just took that my story will be in there so you can read up on it. But I really felt undeserving because I had done a different way of getting a top leadership position where I, I didn't host parties, I didn't host training, did it all by the phone and stuff. And so when I was sitting there in receiving this award and I thought, you know what, how many other women feel inadequate or put down by their peers? And then that's where I really wanted to dive more into the personality dimensions and really work with people on knowing their brilliance and really having their authentic sales conversation of that. So I've been doing personality dimensions for 17 years, but because of the pandemic, we had to switch online. And I thought, well, now, now I'm online and I don't really, I'm not a big tech person. I hire out for that. So for that quadrant of my business, I rely on, on friends and I have a contract worker who does a lot of my behind the scenes stuff. And I thought, you know, what would be fun and I thought a quiz, I think a quiz would be super, super fun. And just before we came on here, I know that you took the quiz and this is just a fun way of people to get just a quick overview of what your authentic sales style is. There's, there's no big deep training or anything like that, but it is lots of fun. So. Yeah, I have to say it was fun even taking the quiz, like the um, just the, the images that come up and even the questions for fun, right? It's like, oh yeah, okay. And um, I 
I highly recommend uh, people doing it because once I got my results back, the very first line that came back, it's like, oh, it hit me right in my heart. Like I felt it. It's like, oh shit, she nailed me. Like, so, you know, it was, it was a harsh reality, but, but, you know, that's what we need is we need to see where it is that we're falling down or where we're doing really well. But I think finding out where we're falling down and what's holding us back, what our block is, is the only way that you can actually move forward or correct that. Right. So Yep, absolutely. And then that's so that's what the uh, authentic sales style quiz is all about, is just to take a quick overview of who you are right now. And then that that'll lead you into um, then going into and actually taking personality dimensions course. So I, I do a $97 course that I do. I run them every other week. So that gives you another deeper thing because the sale, the authentic sales style quiz is designed to pinpoint who you are, which that one nailed you, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and it's fun and it's easy and stuff. And then the assessment that we do for $97, which, you know, I'm not pitching that here, but it'll lead people down that way if they want choose to do it. But that will then talk about the other three, um, types of personalities because there's four different personalities because I don't want you just to be okay now you know who you are you know where maybe you're struggling with sales and sales conversations and stuff but wouldn't it be fun and unique that every time you have a sales conversation with someone you could talk to them and then be speaking their language because if there's four different personalities your personality might not be the same as the person that you're speaking to and wouldn't it be unique to have a sales conversation where you're speaking their language and then that's where you're speaking authentically, you're speaking in such a way that they're moving into you. And when it comes time to say, you know, how would you like to pay for that? They're ready. They've already made choices in their head that, wow, this woman really gets me. She really understands my wants, my needs, my desires. And when you have those type of conversations with people, that's where your sales just seem to skyrocket. Okay. So when I took the quiz, I, yes. I came back as an energetic achiever. What, what are the other options that it could have come back at? How many right. of those are so there? So there's the energetic achiever. There's, um, you know what? I got to look this up because I'm not actually oh. the kind of <laughs> did the quiz. So there's the, that's kind of funny, isn't it? So there's the energetic achiever. There is the, um, then there's the visionary. So if you're a visionary person, energetic achiever, a visionary person, there's the loyal, loyal tactician could be one of your results. And so which one? And then thoughtful then there's the thoughtful leader. So there, those are the four different color quadrants, they call them. So one is, so you were orange, then there's blue, gold, and green. So depending on who you're talking to, like my husband, go figure, um, we're exact opposites. So, so when we, when I did our personality dimensions, we were so completely opposite that uh, your your color is very similar to mine, by the way. And so we tend to think on our feet, 
we make decisions quickly and stuff. However, my husband's an analyzer. He's that visionary. And he, uh, he can't do that. He actually has to think things over for at least 24 hours before he makes any kind of decision. It's so if you're in a sales conversation with a person who's an analyzer like he is, you can't push them on the spot for the sale. So I remember when right. I was selling furniture, I would actually tell people and my bosses, holy smokes, did I ever get a lot of flack for it? Because they're like, you let them leave without the sale, blah, 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 because they leave the furniture store. And I'm like, they'll be back tomorrow. Like, seriously, they just have to think about it. Because I was so good at knowing what type of personality I was speaking to, that if I came across an analyzer, I just kind of twisted to, okay, I'm speaking to someone who's exactly like my husband. He needs all the details. He needs all the little quirks of everything. He needs to know all the measurements and if it's going to fit and this and that. Sit on it 24 hours and then come back the next day. So that's what I mean about knowing all the four personalities, not just your own, because then you're, you're speaking your authentic self true to who you are, but then you're able to use that ideal language to the other three personalities. That is awesome. Like, yeah, I love I, I'm kind of like that. saying it like this. Have you ever gone? So let me ask you this, Jessica. Have you ever gone into a meeting or a group of people or even a party? Let, let, let's use a party. And you don't really know anybody there, but somebody had invited you. That happened to me last night. Okay. <laughs> so, so at the party, when you're looking around to who you're going to speak to, um, did you find someone who's very similar to you? Yes. Okay. So someone that you had a lot in common with, and then the conversation just flowed really, really easy. Yes, absolutely. And then, yeah. And, and as the conversation flowed, we realized just how much more we had in common. Okay. So the likelihood of the two of you being the same personality type was really, really high. Okay. okay. And now at a party, think of someone who maybe they said something that offended you <laughs> and you're like, Ooh, I don't even want to go around that person again. Has that ever happened to you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So the chances of you being two opposite personality types in that situation are really, really high. <laughs> okay. okay. So now, what I always did at parties, because of course you always find people who are very similar to you and you make connections with them really, really easy. And those are probably even the people that you could practice your first sales on and stuff. So if you were going to have a sales conversation with someone and you're in a new business or you started a business or whatever, those are probably the people that you would first gravitate towards because mm. if they did say yes or no, you wouldn't be as offended. Correct? Yes, absolutely. But that person that maybe at that party or whatever that irked you the wrong way or this or whatever, that might be a different personality, but they might need your product or service. So how would you have a sales conversation with them? It would feel inauthentic. It would feel weird. You don't really like that person, but they need your product or service. And so once you actually probably got to know that person a little bit and kind of know, talk to them a little bit and whatever, like I've met some people where at parties or whatever, or at, 
at meetups and stuff like that, that I'm thinking, man, that, that guy or that gal is just a jerk. But then after I got to know them a bit and I'm like, oh, they're actually not so bad. Have you ever had met people like that, that your first impression wasn't really their true self? Yeah, absolutely. Cause like, yeah, once you actually get to talk to them, you start to see maybe why they were acting the way they were. You start exactly. to understand them a little bit better. Exactly. And so that's what speaking to someone in their true self. So when I was um, a, the a regional vice president, I would purposely, I mean, it was really easy to have people in my personality, you know, come up to me and, oh, I want to host a party or this or that. But I would purposely choose the two hardest women in the room <laughs> to be, I got to connect with them. There's got to be a way I can connect with these people that no one else wants to really, you know, whatever. And so I remember this one lady that, that uh, after two or three times of coming to my shows and stuff, I asked her, like, would you be interested in hosting a party? And then she did, you know, typical response that you kind of get from the negative Nellies and all, I don't know, and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what, like no pressure. I would just love to come to your home. You sound like you have a beautiful home and I'd like to get to know you a little bit more. And then she goes, yeah, you know what? Maybe I will have a party. And everybody in that group came to her party because she never has parties. <laughs> so that was one thing. Mm -hmm. And then when I actually got to know this lady and was in her environment, in her home, it was like another different person. Like she was warm, she was inviting, she was in her element. And everyone who came, like, it was probably one of the best parties that I had. And other people said, I don't know how you even convinced her to have a party and stuff. And I'm like, well, I didn't really convince her. I spoke her language. I met her on her terms. And then this person turned out to be way more of a delightful lady than I ever thought of. And so that's what sales conversations can be really authentic with people is getting to know them and their wants and their needs and speaking their language. Wow. That's so powerful. And, you know, and, and I love that it's really about meeting them where they're at as opposed and, and being able to step outside of yourself and the way that you want to communicate and, and recognizing somebody else's communication style, which is like such a superpower. Yeah. And I think before we, we had our meet here too, you had said something to me pre pre conversation about the fact that your parents were different than what I grew up with, right? That your parents yes. had a different status quo and this and that. And the thing is, is that your parents are probably two different personality styles. And so this also comes where I talk about this a lot too, um, in trainings and things is are you really who you are and want to be, or are you even a product of what you were raised to be or who you surround yourself with? Because my parents um, are, are two different personality types and I kind of felt like I should go a certain way with some stuff. And I'm like, that's not authentic to who I am. Okay, so for my personality type, for example, I could never be in that nine to five um, type of position where I can't leave early. Like if I'm done my work at three, I want to go home at three. 
<laughs> I don't want to sit there for another two hours not doing anything where I could be at home doing my own business or whatever. And thankfully with the law office, I actually have a boss who is very good that way because I'm like, I'm done for the day. <laughs> and he's like, great, I don't want to pay you anymore then if you're, if you're done, go home. So I'm, I'm really lucky in, in that respect that um, even with my day job, I have, flex, you know, I have flex with it, right? And so, but there's another personality, like my daughter, who's the nurse, who she thrives on that. She thrives on being in a, you know, this is your job, this are your details, this is the list to do, she's a list person. And um, she loves the structure. And that was the ideal job for her. And so, I find that sometimes that when we're raised by a really strong personality, that we feel that we need to go that way. Like, I don't know how many women, and you've probably come across this too. Um, we're now in our fifties and I'm a lot different in my fifties than I was in my twenties or thirties, where I think I was trying to please a lot of other people. And then personality dimensions allowed me to really see my core values, who I was, what I love. You know, I have to have freedom. I have to have freedom of choice in everything that I do. But for some personalities, they thrive on structure, just a different personality. Yeah, I think I'm a combo of those two. Like I really do. I, I have a day job as well. And I love it. I love being valuable. I love showing up. I love being, um, you know, that they can rely on me to get stuff done that I can just, but because I do have my own business and I can solve problems, I have that other side of me that like, I don't need to be micromanaged. I can figure shit out on my own, you know? <laughs> and so I feel, I still feel like I almost create my own level of freedom inside that um, expectation of having to be there too. So I feel like I've found my way through, yes. right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like I've, yeah, I've kind of morphed. Um, but really, like to your point, like, yeah, once we hit our 50s or mid 40s, even I think was when I started to really evolve into who I truly am. Um, I started to become more aware of that and really allow myself to, to, to be more of that wherever I was. So it's, uh, but I do, I love this stuff. Like I love personality assessments. I mean, I have my own and I do in my coaching because it's creating that awareness first and foremost, so that you can better understand yourself. And then also, like you say, being able to then take that to the next level to be able to understand other people as well. Like you mm -hmm. put those two things together yeah. you, are, you can be unstoppable and it's not disingenuous. Like you are just paying that that much more attention to people. Absolutely. And, and by knowing, you know, signals, I mean, everybody has little signals that you can, you can, you know, um, I think one of the guys in our group, you know, he reads people, he, he reads people um, by how they talk, how they lean forward, you know, if they're folding their arms or whatever. So I always find that interesting as well, too. Um, and I, I have to say, I'm not really great at some, some stuff with people. I'm pretty good at assessing and stuff like that. But I'm of that personality where I believe everybody has goodness in them. <laughs> 
So my, my, my lawyer bosses, they always kind of laugh at me because they're like, oh yeah, she has no lie detector in her. She can't tell when people are lying to her because I take people at face value that if you tell me something, I truly believe what you're telling me, right? So some, some aspects of my job wasn't the greatest when I was uh, doing legal aid because every, every story that came in, you know, I believed them. And I didn't really know that people were maybe sometimes using the system and stuff like that. So anyways, it, it's interesting. Yeah. But, but I love, I love people so, who can assess you by how your, your stance is in that. And I think that when you have a strong leadership skill, because leadership can be learned. That's the other thing that I love teaching people too, because it's not just about sales, but it's how you step into your own uniqueness and your leadership skills come out because some people are scared to be in leadership roles. But if you are your own owner of a company or whatever, you are the leader of that company, <laughs> whether you like it or not. And you need to develop skills to maintain that. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so quickly, just to backtrack. Um, so yeah. you were speaking about Simba and he yes. has also been on this show. So if oh anybody's interested in okay. learning... Yeah. So if anybody's interested in learning about the body language that Jody was talking about, that's episode number uh, 119. So if someone interested could go back and take a, a look at that one as well. So, um, but yeah, that, that is a, another skill that just puts you in a whole different level when you can, you know, pick up tone of people's voice. I did a lot of training on that too. And I do remember one interview and I'm always cold now that I've hit my fifties and now starting to get like more into menopausal and finally, Oh, this is what it actually feels like to be warm for once. Um, but, but when I was younger and stuff and going through those leadership things and I was always cold. So I always had my arms folded mm. and I remember saying to someone, and I'm like, I'm not being, what do you call it, obstructive by folding my arms, because that's, that's a signal to people that you're not approachable and stuff. I'm just like, I'm super, super cold. And I'm just trying to keep my core warm. And then, and then people would laugh because they're like, oh, thank goodness, because we were assuming that you were not approachable because of that. So yeah, signals that you put out through your, how your stance is, is amazing. Yeah. And, and it's really fun when you can get into that too. So for me as an NLP practitioner, we're taught mm -hmm. to read the way people's eyes move, right? And little micro expressions in people's faces. And it's really fun when you can do that because it just, it takes it to a completely different level to be able to understand people. And, uh, and I think for me, that's what I love. I love like that connection for me is really about understanding other people. So, mm -hmm. okay. So let's, let's talk more about like, so if somebody wants to learn more about their sales personalities um like how would they how would like so how would they take your quiz and how would they find so, you so that they could learn more about this yeah absolutely so they can go directly to my site jodymailey.com and there will be a section there that says quiz <laughs> and basically just it'll lead you to the quiz um, okay. Another Perfect. fun way if people even want to go into deeper is, and this is Georgie, Georgie telling us to do this, so I'm going to do it, is to even connect with me personally, and then you can have a free consultation, and we can kind of, you know, I really want people to feel that they have access to me, and that I'm not just, you know, shying away from real conversations either so if you want to directly contact me there's a contact me page on there as well 
So you can either go okay. to the quiz or you can even go to the contact me and have a real conversation with me because I am interested in, there's so many people who do so many unique things. And if you're at all struggling with sales or, or they're not where you want to be, or you have a team and they're struggling with sales, because sometimes we hire people who we think are going to be great sales people, but maybe they're more a marketer and not sales. So then you're wondering why you hired that person and they're not doing any sales. So even if you have a team that may be struggling with sales, like let's have a conversation about it. Awesome. And what about other social media platforms? Like, are you on Insta, LinkedIn, Facebook? Are those places where people can kind of learn more about you as well? That. So yes, I am. <laughs> so you can just go <laughs> Jody Maley and go onto any one of those platforms. And um, like, I don't, some, some people want the validation of followers and this and that. So I think on Instagram, I have over close to 10,000 followers, Twitter, 14,000 Facebook, a couple thousand in there too. Um, but for those who need the validation stuff of, I know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you can you can just Google Jody Maley and I think any of those will pop up. I think LinkedIn pops up too. There's another thing that people, I, I really want to get more involved on LinkedIn. I feel like that's where my ideal client will be. And it's amazing when you Google yourself. And I think I talked about this once, about Google yourself and what comes up. And most people don't realize that your LinkedIn profile is usually in the top three to four when you Google yourself. Absolutely. So part of what I do as a podcast host is I stock my guests <laughs> prior to bringing them on, right? Because I want to make sure that I understand them and I ask really good questions. And yeah. Um, yes, absolutely. LinkedIn is almost always when I Google their name, the first thing that comes up. So yeah, that's a powerful search engine that I don't think enough people are utilizing. So. No, not at all. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So before I let you go, I have to ask all my guests, if you could give somebody who's looking to take their business to the next level, one piece of advice, what would you suggest? My piece of advice, and it's always the same, is really know your brilliance first and then be your authentic self when it comes to sales conversations. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Oh, this was, this was super fun. And thank you so much for uh, letting me take that quiz. I'm now going to go back and read all of the rest of it. Um, but like I said, like you nailed me right from the get-go. And now you've definitely got my attention. And I need to, and I need to do the work. I need to really understand you know, what it is that's holding me back. Why don't I like sales calls? Because yeah. I'm calling them sales calls and not sales conversations for starters. Um, you know, but I think that, that's the thing is when we can really truly see who we are, like you said, know who you are. Um, and then maybe it's just going to be a tiny little tweak that I need to make and it'll make all the difference in, in yeah. how I and, see And I think too selling. that just like people hate being sold to, they're, they're tired of being sold to and pitched to. And by kind of finding out, you know, and as you read through it, you'll, you'll kind of get some glimmer into, I have a different sales approach to a lot of people because uh, you'll read up on it through the quiz. I talk about the three C's of a business, which are community, con connection, and, you know, then getting that sale. So there's, there's different aspects to it. So I'm sure you're going to really enjoy it. So feel free to, you know, let me know how that goes for you. Ah, absolutely. I totally will. Like I said, right from the get-go, I was like, <laughs> wow, okay. Like this was, what was it like seven questions, I think? 
And so for you to be able to take seven little questions that were super fun to take, first of all, and then be able to dial me in that easily. Yeah, this is, this is definitely worth a good read and a worth um, exploring. So I hope yeah, everybody and, and else, we did it together. Um, so it took you about a minute, but most people would probably take, you know, less than a minute to go through that little quiz. So it's lots of fun. Yeah. Awesome. And again, you guys can find that quiz on Jody's website, which is jodymailey.com. And there'll be a link to that in the show notes. Oh, Jody, thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on. And I, I love that, you know, that we've been able to come together in our community and we're starting to really get to know each other better. And, and, you know, doing this was great because as much as we, um, you know, we get to talk to each other and whatnot in our community calls, this was the first time that I really got to understand just how amazing you are and what you are bringing to the world. So thank you so much for agreeing to come on my show and chat with me today. Thank you too. God, tears, seriously. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I will see you Thursday. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. Thank you. 